0: You are listening to the Seeking Wild Beauty podcast. My name is Harmony Nixon, and I'm a spiritual teacher and healer. And each week I will be diving deep into topics about spiritual practices, embodied intuition, sacred creativity, conscious living, and the call of soul, all to help you unearth your deepest truth. So grab your journal and get cozy. Well, hello friends. I hope you all are doing well wherever you are. And if you're not having the most beautiful day and it may be kind of crappy, I hope you know that you're loved. And I hope you know that there are people around you who love you and care for you more than you probably know. And I hope that this podcast feels like home for you in some way. I hope it feels like a safe space for you to unwind and just to receive in these beautiful conversations. Let me know that you're listening to the podcast by using hashtag Seeking Wild Beauty Podcast. Also, if you ha- ever have any questions or comments that you want to make about an episode that you've heard, go ahead and hop over to my Instagram and you can send me a voice message or just a written message, or you can also contact me through my email, which is listed below. So today I have another lovely soul who is here to share about her beautiful creative process and just to share her medicine. So Caroline Holm is a nature poet, visual artist, mother, and recent graduate of InterTrek, where she studied to become one of Oregon's first state-licensed psilocybin facilitators. Her first collection of illustrated poetry and prose is called Woodland, and it was published in February 2022. She has toured through the Pacific Northwest with 29 poetry readings and counting. Caroline is currently recording a spoken word album and working on poems and paintings for her second book, which focuses on nature connection as it relates to grief work, death, and spirituality. So let's go ahead and hop into today's conversation and get cozy, grab your journal, and just get ready because this conversation goes deep and into many different areas of creativity, motherhood, psychedelics, art, all of the things. So let's dive right in. So thank you so much, Caroline, for being here. I'm so excited to finally have you on the podcast as being a lover of your work for a long time now. I don't know how long it's been, probably a few years. So I'm happy to be sitting with you and to hear about your creative process and your work. So thank you so much. Mm, Thank you so much for having me. I'm so glad to be here. Yes. So why don't you tell us a bit about who you are and the beautiful work that you do?
1: Yeah, I'm Caroline Holm. I'm a nature poet, a painter, a mother, and I just finished up schooling to become one of the first state-licensed psilocybin facilitators in Oregon. I've been writing since I was a very small girl, always writing poetry and painting since then as well, um, but took it much more seriously in my late teens and early 20s. and I'm 28 now, and I just published my first book last year.
0: Oh, that is so exciting. I'm so happy to hear about your work. Um, and also being a psilocybin facilitator. Can you go into that? That's so interesting.
1: Yeah, um, so it's it's new to me, but something I'm so passionate about. It's a medicine that's impacted my art and and my mental health and my physical health and the way that I parent and kind of the way that I do everything. It's helped me so deeply. And so um, facilitation, to be able to bring it to people and to serve them and sit for them and watch that process unfold in their own lives is something that I'm really, really passionate about and really grateful to take part in.
0: Wow, that sounds so amazing. I feel like working with that kind of medicine just has to be just epic, you know, to see the transformation that's happening when working with that. I've never actually worked with that medicine before, but I would love to sometime in the future.
1: It is truly incredible. Um, the research coming out is amazing, but it's been used for millennia and um, in spiritual ways and in physical health and and artistically. And there's just so much that it impacts. It has such a profound effect on the human psyche that is so hard to reach in other ways. And um, yeah, it's changed everything about the way I do my art and my mothering and and really so many, I'm going to be redundant, but I cannot, I cannot um, boast for it enough. It's done so much for me.
0: I think that's so amazing. Would you mind going into some of the transformation that you've experienced with it?
1: Yeah. um, You know, there's so many things. I've recently been helped by it a lot. As I grieved my father, I lost my dad in December Mm -hmm. and um, had a medicine ceremony on New Year's Eve. And what it did for me was Obviously, it didn't restore my father to me, and and I still grieve him and mourn him, but um, it held space for that grief. Uh, it it was almost a ceremonial moment, because so rarely in life are we allowed to dive fully into our grief, and to shove it under the rug is to not ever allow us to, ourselves to process and to heal from that. And so what it did for me in that instance was – was held space for me to really just be with it and to feel it. I was, um, I like, felt like I had become grief, and in that way, I felt my love kind of transform into this new realm that I now am in relationship with my dad, I'm in this grieving realm. And I don't curse my grief and I don't like condemn it. I'm, I'm grateful to feel it, and that's a gift that the medicine gave me. Now that I feel when i feel this um this depth of sorrow for my dad i'm loving my dad and it's not necessarily a negative thing to me anymore
0: yeah that is so beautiful i was actually just talking about this with um my last uh person that i had on the podcast in the last episode we were talking about how like grief has been like a huge thing in my life as well and i also lost my dad like when i was younger and it was like when I was doing the work, you know, like the working with my shadows and stuff, I lived in the grief, it overcame me, it felt like I was being drowned by waves, but there was a point where I got to where I became still in the grief and I walked through it and there was so much beauty that happened and it's very poetic and it's just unconditional love that's on the other side of the grief, which is like the flip side and it's just so beautiful. And that sounds like exactly the journey that you just had and I think that's so powerful. That
1: really resonates with me, and that's exactly how I would have explained it as well. Um, there's something, I don't want to sugarcoat it or bypass it. Grief is enormously pain, painful, and obviously we would rather have them with us, but there's something to be gleaned from it, something really beautiful, and something at the other end of it. I think Louise Gluck has this quote, uh, at the other end of my suffering, there was a door the end of my suffering there was a door and I feel that in my grief and in all of the pains I've faced in life and it's something very transformative if you can surrender to it although to do that is immensely difficult and painful
0: exactly like looking at your demons eye to eye is not fun but it is so transforming and <laughs> it's amazing when you can get there I love that quote I'm gonna have to write that down for my own little personal stuff to look through yeah yeah. Thank you for sharing that. And do you want to talk about when did you know that you were a writer and how has that influenced things?
1: I have written since I was a very young girl, um, was reading like Emily Dickinson and Robert, Fo- Robert Frost and was just so enchanted by the rhythm and the way that they would describe nature and, and really resonated with it. And I think if I had been musically inclined, I would have done that, um, but I'm not. Mm-hmm. And so what's come organically from for me is poetry and I wouldn't say I always felt I was a writer but it just sort of bloomed over time and became apparent that this was the thing that happens when I get still um, when I'm listening to myself when I'm listening to outside of myself Um, and it served me so much and so um, it's something that I do because I feel kind of like I have to do it like it's what must be done um, and like it's the work before me. But it's helped me in joy and pain and, and processing, and it's really just kind of the lens through which I'm able to understand the world around me.
0: That's really beautiful. How did you know that you wanted to start sharing it with the world In the stories that came out of you? Like, how did you know you wanted to start sharing it publicly? Because I'm so glad you did. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah, that's a great question. I. I think that, as work piled up around me, I just felt like I had to do something with it, um, and was very shy and self-conscious in my when I was a teenager was when I started to share it with people. Um, but it was really fulfilling. it It became it transformed from this thing that I did for myself in conversation with myself, like in a room alone, to this very communal experience where, it's not like i'm reading it for myself but it's like a conversation i'm sharing with people and like i'm receiving from them as well and so i really really enjoy that aspect reading it is my favorite part reading it aloud to others
0: yeah and you do it so well i love your voice your voice sounds like it was made for poetry like i'm literally obsessed okay like in a a good way not in a weird way but in a good way i'm obsessed and if anyone hasn't heard your poetry, hopefully you'll read some here in a moment, maybe, um, because it's just lovely. And it, it is, it's medicine when you hear it. And I love how you talked about it, having that conversation. So it's not like you're just talking at people. You're not just sharing stuff and throwing it out. It's, it is a flow and you can even feel it online. So who knows what it would feel like in person.
1: <laughs> Thank you so much.
0: Yeah, I would love to read some um, if you'd like me to.
1: Yes. Uh, yeah. Would you want me to do that now?
0: Sure, that would be awesome.
1: And okay. um, I have a poem up. Um, this is called Bow. I can just start. Okay. Bow to the robin, to the stranger, the spider. Bow to those weaker and bow to the eider. Bow to the lands, to the mountains and sea. I bow to you, friend. Won't you bow with me? Honesty, silence, jewels we may clutch. And as for the wildness, oh, just to touch. Hold it all here as mere grains of sand, and then bow to the heavens, for they bow to land. And life bows to death, and death bows to birth, now rising, descending, returning to earth. Bow to the grasses, to the fondness of ducks, bow to abundance, and bow to bad luck. Bow to the cattail, the ivy, the ant, for all we see here is the great romance. Bow to the poorest, to the faint of heart. Bow to the forest and make bowing your art. Bow to the summer who gives with no end and bow to the winter whose glory rescinds. Bow to your father if he's done you wrong and bow to your mother with forgiveness song. And I think we just ought to stay in this bow. For there's not one thing that does not allow for the splendor of life which opens the heart, how the sugar of honey gives bitter its part. And we see how this flower necessitates death, and we see its inception is there in the rest. This way with all things, and we bow to this too. This melody rings, and it bows with you.
0: Oh, my gosh, that was lovely. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you for listening. That was beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. I think you really capture the sacredness of life. And that's probably why I'm so drawn to your work. Mm, Thank you. I'm so glad you like it. Yes, I do. So I would love to hear about your book. Was this one from your book? This is one
1: um, from my next book. In a week, I'm leaving for a residency Washington and I'm going to wrap up the art and and most of the writing so I'm well underway and hoping to have it done and out by 2024 Um, but my last book is called Woodland and it's 47 pieces of poetry and prose and each poem is paired with an illustration and from beginning to end it takes you through all of the seasons.
0: Oh, wow. I like how that's set up. That's really beautiful. I need to order that surprisingly. I have not ordered your book yet. I need to do that like ASAP. Yeah, I'd love to sign it for you. Oh, I would love that. Oh my gosh. Yes, definitely. We'll be doing that. Um, so what is your next book about? Do you want to talk some about that?
1: Yeah, it's still kind of giving birth to itself. Um, so allowing it to unfold as, as the work comes. Um, I don't really set out with something specific in mind as I, I like, like, like it to flow organically and what needs to come out will come out. Um, but it's, it's very much the same in that it's definitely a collection of nature poetry, but it deals with a lot of themes of um, life and death um, and a lot on grief and loss. Um, and also this kind of awe and reverence and grasping at what lies beyond form like what is out there beyond physicality. And that's a topic that I love to dissect and and not claim to know succinctly, um, but I'm just so in awe of.
0: Yeah, that's really beautiful. You sound like a nature mystic to me, mm. in my words at least. <laughs>
1: I like those words. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love that. Would you like to read another one from your first book? Yes, I would love to do that. And. Um, i want to give the audience as much as your of your medicine as possible (laughs) fill them up (laughs) i hope everyone has their coffee or their tea and they're cozy just listening to this conversation with us
1: (laughs) this is called bitter drink maybe the ache is better than the having and the holding and the questions far weightier than the answers and the knowing Maybe your words could ring without you making a sound, and shadows might finally sing if we'd let them abound. Maybe my lines are half, and maybe they are whole. Maybe the heart is empty, but what if it is full? Maybe it all reaches much deeper than mycelium, roots and core, and the soil is calling out to us through death, for more. I'm not sure if the hour has passed or if it ever came, but I know at once, at last, there is no single soul to blame. For this wisdom cannot stack, and the meaning of these words won't sink, if we won't taste the honey black, if we won't sip the bitter
0: drink. thank you for reading that it's just so lovely it literally feels like your words just like fill my cup up
1: mm, um, thank you so much thank you for listening
0: I love that so how do you connect with your muse like what well obviously nature is remuse but can you tell me a bit about that process and what that feels like
1: yeah um I think that I've kind of narrowed down exactly the the equation that makes for, um, my work and it's really time in silence and stillness, which are the biggest medicines to me. Um, and also something I spend and have spent a great deal of time running away from with busy work and, and anxiety and just, you know, filling up all of my time. But the exact opposite is where all of the magic is found. Um, and I feel like my work is very much not something that I've just like come up with in my own mind, but that all of art and creativity is this very real kind of wavelength that can be tapped into when we empty ourselves enough um, through meditation or time in nature or walking or breath work or, and all of these different forms, dance, so many things. Um, and it's something that, that allows us to see it when we stop, filling ourselves with input and and busying ourselves
0: that is yes I resonate with that so much and I do find myself in my own creativity it's like as soon as I stop with the busy stuff it's like why do I try to spend all my time on admin stuff when I should be creating you know so I have to remind myself to do that as well And, um, I feel like what you're talking about, that's so tangible. I can feel that as well. And I actually, I agree with you completely. So do you have any creative or spiritual practices that help you stay in that flow and help you get grounded? And how do you make yourself remember to take time? Do you ever have that problem to where you're like, oh yeah, wait, let me be silent.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I've definitely, it's a discipline I've had to grow over time. Um, I take daily walks outside, and I always I'm always writing while walking or reading while walking. Um, but time in nature every day, and I'm a member of a Zen sangha, and we sit in meditation for two hours a week together. And so, meditation, time in nature, walking um, every day are really the best medicines for my work and for myself, for my well-being, to be a good person. I
0: found. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that so much. Yeah, cuz I I want to know what what opened you up? Like what was your process of cracking open? Cuz I feel like you kind of talked about that a little bit, but you know, like on the spiritual path where you know that you belong here, it's almost like you could just tell you're one of those channels who hear Mother Earth speaking. You hear it. Like what cracked you open or has it always been there? Have you always been open and you just learned to tune in more? I think
1: definitely a big catalyst for me um was i was very very chronically ill from the age of like 14 15 16 to like um 24 um and and when i had my daughter it was extremely ill and in bed the entire time and um at the time resented it so much and grew so embittered um but moving through that um these periods of like extreme isolation and extreme pain and and sorrow and depression and anxiety and resentment. Um, at the other end of that was a softening, um, and it took a long time. <laughs> like I, I did not just wake up to it one day, um, but I felt it gradually, slowly and surely. That over time, it had done something in me, um, and I. I always loved nature, but I didn't always feel it so deeply like in my being as I do now. And I feel like that was something that was at the other end of it was that now it's it's like reparented me. It's a It's mothered me and taught me so much just in being with it. And yeah, I think that I needed everything that has happened to me, that those really served me. And that's something I would have never said until... A couple years ago but um yeah that was a big catalyst for all of this
0: oh wow that's a really beautiful way to see things to be able to find yourself and see that all as medicine and kind of come out the other end just like you said the doorway you know was there for you and that just sounds it sounds hard but i mean you made it through and some beautiful things are coming out of it so i think that's awesome that you got where you are now um how has your creativity and your writing helped you heal? Like, has it also helped you? Because it's almost like that kind of cracked you open. Did your writing and stuff start helping you kind of heal those areas as well?
1: Yeah, I definitely am of the conviction that art and writing are medicine. And so they've been a tonic to me. um, In the obvious ways, like, just being able to speak, what's happened is deeply healing being heard. People just receiving your story, I believe is extremely valuable to us, um, to everyone, and something that we've lost in society in a lot of ways. We used to live in in deep community with one another, and so receiving each other's stories was as as natural as breathing air. It just happened, living elbow to elbow with everyone, um, but now we live a lot more separate lives, and so it's it's difficult. So I, I firmly believe that any time we're set up in such a way that we can share our experiences it's healing to us it's healing to the people receiving them and and it just gives birth to more and more connectivity and i feel like the connectivity is the real medicine and that's that's what we get in art and music and writing is this feeling that someone else has felt what we felt or or that we're able to step inside of their shoes for a moment
0: yes definitely I, I love that. Have you ever had a story in you that you felt was almost redundant in your own mind? And you're like, kid, do I, am I going to keep telling this story? Because I feel like that is something that holds a lot of creatives back of feeling like, oh, who wants to hear this? It's the same old thing over and over again. But I find so much medicine in sharing the stories that need to come out, whatever it is in your life. And and the way we grow, the story kind of shifts and shapes with it. So have you ever found that to where you didn't want to share your story and then you found healing and release in doing that?
1: Yeah, I think that's an inner critic that a lot of people deal with. And I've definitely like heard that echo in my mind, but the more people, even if it is a story that's been shared before, the more people hear it, the more it sinks in. And there's still people who will be reached and helped by it. And still just
0: the very act of putting it out there is healing. Yeah. That is beautiful. I think that sharing stories is, it's. It's been like a journey for me as well because I love writing and sharing and I'm working on um, a project right now that's taken me years trying to get my story out. And so I know that the whole writing process for myself has been completely healing in itself, just trying to birth it. Like at the beginning when you were talking about going and birthing this book, <laughs> I know what that feels like and it's crazy because it's like, are you kidding me? It's like literally sitting here, giving birth to something, It it's, it's painful but natural at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, it's just crazy, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Do you have any wisdom or advice to share about staying and trusting the creative flow?
1: I said a little before, but really the biggest advice, and it's redundant and it's overly simple, but I think I need need to hear it. And so it's the same thing I say over and over is that you need to make time for stillness, um, which is so hard to do. And also takes like a fair amount of privilege. If you're needing to work, if you're a mother, a parent, like you are, um, you know how difficult it is. Um, but even little tiny pockets, just moments of stillness to stop all, all thoughts and worries and input and tasks and really just breathe. And I feel like that's where, that's where the work is.
0: Yeah. For sure. I know, um, many creatives, you know, they will keep pushing it off for other things. They're like, Oh, this is more important, but we gotta remember the busy work is always going to be busy work. There's always going to be there, you know, so taking time is going to do nothing except for fill your cup up. And I think it's, it's medicine when we do that. So, okay, let's talk about your art and like what mediums you use and how has that like played into your life? And how did you know you wanted to start doing art with poetry?
1: Yeah, I think, I, I think every kid is born just naturally making art. I feel like it's an instinct of people um, that becomes over time discouraged or, or other things seem more important or more practical. Because when you look at little kids, all of them are drawing and they don't ask you if they're good. They just keep working. Um, and It's something that has waxed and waned over years and at times gotten very little of my time and at times gotten tons and tons of my time. Um, I always have written every day, but I haven't always painted every day. But it's something very important to me and psychedelics really brought it back to the forefront. Um, Over the last four years, I've been painting like crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's much like poetry and in that, um it's something that I find needs stillness and space to really unfold. Um, but it's again, like deeply healing to me in in a slightly different way. And um, I primarily paint in acrylic and occasionally make digital art and like we'll make graphics for people from time to time. and um, all of the all of the art in my book, is black and white illustrations, and then the front and back cover as well. Um, all of the art in my next book is going to be full color acrylic paintings, um, native plants and nature scenes, mountains and sunsets and things like that.
0: That sounds beautiful. I can't wait to see. So how has your creativity affected your motherhood? Like has all of this weaved in and has it inspired it?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. Um, Yeah, it has definitely helped me. And sometimes they can feel like obstacles to each other. Like if I have, but parenting is very much the same in that it requires space and time and like a certain amount of just allowing it to unfold. Like the more I have a plan for what we're going to do, the more resistance I face and the more that I like allow myself to flow with my daughter the happier we are and the more deep connection happens um we do frequently set up like paint parties we call them where we like we'll play music and just lay out all of our supplies on the floor or in the grass in the backyard and it's utter chaos and we just paint for hours in the sun um yeah she's highly creative so I really enjoy painting with her and dancing with her and yeah, we do a lot of that together.
0: That is so sweet. I bet you it helps connect with your inner child. I mean, I I, I miss them being little. My, my girls are older now, but it happens so fast. So just drink it in.
1: Yeah, it's so fast. She's seven now and I can't believe it. It's like, a, it's so beautiful and like a knife in the chest a little bit.
0: Yes. My oldest is turning 18 this year and I'm just like, what is happening? Mm. I don't feel that old. Oh my mm. gosh but yeah motherhood i feel like has definitely in my own work like taught me patience and helped me really open up and like learn how to be patient with myself and actually it's helped me like hush out the inner critic for me because i have to help them hush theirs teaching them how to hush theirs has helped me learn how to do that to myself and so you know teaching them how to have self love and self-patience and to, you know, not bring themselves down, you know, teenagers, teenagers, like always want to like hate everything about themselves. And it's just like a thing, but for me through motherhood in this way, um, it's helped me learn how to love myself more. Have you found that to be the case as well?
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. I feel like it's a huge mirror work, like all relationships are. Um, and that, it's been a huge practice in radical compassion and acceptance for her and for me. And like that I must step into this kind of, um, I don't want to say ideal, but this, this way of being that I'm trying to instill in her and that I feel like she very much grasps on her own. Like I, I almost feel it's much less like I'm teaching her anything and more like we're walking side by side and I'm just holding space. Like parenting is really just compassionate space holding because they're going to be what they're going to be. And it's, and it's beautiful. And they really just need support and love through that.
0: Yeah. Oh, I really like how you said that. That's really beautiful. Because sometimes, like when we think of parenting, you know, just mainstream idea, like that needs to be in the mainstream that just whole like little quote there. Cause that's compassionate space holding. Yes. I think that's so powerful. And that kind of sounds like how the healing journey works in, in my perspective of like learning how to mother myself, learning how to reparent myself. And it kind of sounds like that of being able to be a compassionate space holder for myself to transform. And I don't know, you just inspired that in me to think of it that way. (laughs) Yeah,
1: absolutely. I think, I think that how you treat yourself parallels so much with how you parent and for better or worse, like it's, it's so difficult to be what you're, what you're trying to be. Um, but that's exactly it. That's the
0: work. Yeah, exactly. So how has your, um, spiritual journey been? Do you mind if we dive into that about your spiritual path and like, what does that look like for you?
1: You know, I would say psychedelics have had a great impact in it. And and I think there are many routes and journeys through this work. Um, psychedelics just happens to be one of them. I very much feel like nature connection and stillness and meditation are a big part of it. Um, I just, I absolutely love to marvel at what there is. I see so much more than physical form. And I believe in so much more than that. Um, and psychedelics in part and wisdom literature and studying all forms of philosophy and religion over the years have really opened me up um, to see God in and everything and everyone and this big beautiful moving mandala that is life and death as something so like heartbreakingly miraculous that's something psychedelics did for me and and you can see it in a lot of different forms but but I've caught a glimpse of what lies beyond, and it is so stunning. And that's really what I'm getting at with my poetry and with anything is just kind of these clumsy grasps at what that is and, and what we all, I believe, get to be a part of. And, and really the, the only thing I'm trying to instill in my daughter is that life is such a miracle and a practice in gratitude and connectivity and that we really are truly all family and that everything is so important every little moment is like a microcosm of deep meaning and something so beautiful to take
0: part in Mm, yes that is so beautiful like as an animist i completely um feel what you're saying because that's how i feel like i i see the soul everywhere it's like a pocahontas song and that's what inspires me as well as just seeing the beauty everywhere that's why you know the name of my work is seeking wild beauty because i see it everywhere i go i just like how you put that that's so lovely so how do you seek wild beauty in your everyday life mm, yeah
1: i'm redundant i see i say the same thing over and over but but reading and art and stillness and opening myself up to creativity, dance and time with my daughter and like learning from her, like in our, in our time together, learning to mute myself more and more because what she has to say is actually profoundly wise. So much of the time it it blows me away. Um, and I think that's because we grow more and more jaded and closed off and, and more and more self-critical and, and um judgmental and all of these kind of things that we have to adapt to adulthood and to the stress and responsibility of bills and traumas and all of these things that um, attach to us throughout our lives but but they're born so open and wild wild is exactly the word for it they're they're not domesticated to all of these stressors and so i feel like they are just this beautiful blank canvas and i learn a lot from her Um, So moments of play, I firmly believe in embracing your inner child. I believe in like being as earnest and open as possible and connecting with people in a real way. There's really so many things that that means to me, but, um, yeah, it's my favorite thing. It's my favorite topic.
0: I love that. I love that. Sometimes, um, I need to, I think I need to play more. I don't know. You're inspired. Yeah. to go out and play more. I know it's been winter and it's been cold forever. It feels like, but finally things are budding. And I do, I think sometimes I can get wrapped up too much in like the busy work and forget to just go outside and play with my daughter while she's young. You know what I mean? I like to sit with her and we do paint together and we do um, crafts and stuff together, but i want to go out and frolic in the woods or something, <laughs> you know, and just yeah. go play. <laughs>
1: yeah do things for no reason at all it's it's what i what i need
0: yeah that's a really beautiful reminder so anyone who's listening go do something that involves play today (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. so do you have anything else that you would like to share that's on your heart or if you have any other pieces you would like to share yeah thank you take a moment
1: to think might share another poem that work
0: yeah you could share that all
1: (laughs) (laughs) thank you Um, I have one poem. It's a little bit long, but it's kind of my most narrative poem. And it, it touches on a lot of my healing journey on my time um, with chronic illness and my time almost losing my daughter and, and really like the depth of the importance of nature to me. I feel like it's a good poem to close with. Would you be okay with me reading it? It's like three minutes though.
0: That's okay. You go for it, girl. Even if it was eight, I don't care. Okay.
1: Okay. So this poem is called Woodland. Do not take your body for granted. Do not let your feet become unplanted. The being is in the grounding, in peace and breath, self-surrounding in cracks and creeks of life, so astounding that they leave me weaving in and out of mere grass blades with fresh awe, enveloping myself in little but this. The earth is a gifted and miraculous wish of glowing forests that I dreamed of daily from a sick bed, and now wept mirthfully within, light-lick skin cradled tenderly by instead, and was daily by dawn's gentle early hand led to the glow that fell between the leaves, indifferent to days of merriment and unchanged by those of dread and it spotted your hands outstretched to me with flecks of its friendly fire and every light spot seemed to me to beckon to aspire or it laid on the flowers simply to please to stretch on then with all of its ease bringing morning to the thoughts of all and even to the thoughts of these by bushes by mossy branches by things never planted I was nourished and safe, doted and fed, to bask among these daisies, to pick the wild herbs and to taste the bitters that the dirt had to offer, to look just to look and to touch only to feel and to know what it is to help a faulting body heal and to know what it is to look at a tree or a babbling brook and to stop at last that waitful thinking that never exhaling and that ceaseless unmeaning and sitting on that bed of smooth rocks with worn fingertips and tousled soil wrestled pedaled locks be swept up and the most willful forgot with a mouth cleaned by the river and a body bathed in sun settling granted by creator reminding forgiving and graceful toward all I had done I did not think of the blood I'd retched, of the vials they drew, of legs too frail to lift my body from bed or of watching my daughter not breathing. My worries were carried away by sun rays over a glimmering body stretching on for all days until I could no longer make them out. My qualms and queries, my cowardice thoughts and fear-filled theories Were gone, expelled, finally freed, along with all of my doubt. It is a great mercy to live to see the rain bring to us another rich and radiant spring. And it is a tenderness to be granted the thoughtfulness of the woods, the trees that cover and that hover over every lovely thing. Ceilings of leaves and wanderings of thieves as long denied as I. It is a clemency I have not deserved to have a strong body restored to me, feet to run, hands to tend, and eyes to see, this woodland vision's magnificent significance and charity.
0: Thank you for sharing that. Thank you. I just want to let it like sink in for a moment. (laughs) It feels like a transmission. Well, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you. I appreciate the work you're doing. I am just so happy to be in a world where there are creative souls like you out there. And I love connecting so much. So thank you. I appreciate it. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure. Welcome. Hopefully we can connect again. (laughs) Yeah, I would love that. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to book a healing session or mentor with me, you can go to my website at seekingwildbeauty.com. You can connect with me on Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok at Seeking Wild Beauty. If you want to support this podcast and join a community of magical women on the healing path, go to patreon.com forward slash Seeking Here you can receive the support on your self-healing journey become a part of the Story Weaver Circle that I host online every full moon, where we reweave the stories of our lives, letting go of all the old and embracing the new. I'll connect with you soon. I hope you have a lovely week.